Welcome to Shame Watch, guilt-free dive in those massive movie failures that we hate to love. Each week, we look at a movie that either we or our guests love, but society shames them for. We peek in each nook and cranny for every bright spot, keeping the public at bay while we watch the movies like the miracles that they are. I'm James Fight. Yeah, you are. To my right is... Judge Kenny from the S9 Pleasure District. Across from him is... Arona Marcelina, straight from the barrio, homie. Yep. So the reason Aaron's playing this on is because he has a mustache. Because I didn't have enough time to shave everything. That's foolish. You did. You did. <laughs> the rest of your you, face. No, you spent no. 15 minutes changing clothes to outfit the mustache. No, I, <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay. But yeah, um, so I have my mustache right now. It's going off when once this is all over. We're still taking a picture of it. Yeah, we're you, I'm cool with it. You got all dressed up for this audio formatted show? I didn't. No, I just put the hat on. That's all it was. You were wearing that hat earlier. Yeah, but I wasn't at the time that I was shaving. Okay, yeah. I'm the Because <laughs> I need to be able to see. Duh. And that, of course, is our special guest. Hi, I'm Johnny Anzalito. Welcome, Johnny. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I feel like I have to... Uh, make a, a confession up front is that I know I think I broke the rules of the show you know it's shame watch but I, I don't feel any shame whatsoever about this movie that oh, we're talking about today well, well we'll talk about that we'll it talk rules. about that I it love really, this it's pretty great it's great but today we're covering the Pete Travis directed Alex Garland scripted 2012 release dread to celebrate this episode we are officially rebranding the entire podcast for one episode, we will now be known as Mega Watch One. Oh, that's nice. Oh, can we do it? Okay, can we do it one more time? Sure. Can we do it where you say that the thing from the opening film or the opening like five sec- seconds where they're like Mega Highways, Mega Buildings, Mega, mega Watch, Watch One? one. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> to celebrate this episode, we are officially rebranding the entire podcast for one episode. We will now be known as Mega City, Mega Highway, Mega Watch One. Uh, please hire me as a voice actor. This might be the most testosterone-fueled movie we've covered on this. Oh my and we god! Covered... Yes. I don't know, man. This might pale in comparison to Running Scared, but this. Oh, it's true. Uh, well, but it's certainly up there. Yeah. Who's in, who's in Running Scared? Paul Walker, Vera Farmiga, Tide. Tide. There's a lot yeah, of tide. There's a lot of tide. That movie was dense. This movie is it was, not dense. It was so dense. Every single shot has so much going on. Yeah. Just like Dread. And yeah, Dread. The- Dread's great. I texted Johnny this morning while I was watching it. As five minutes in, I'm on board. Yeah. Yeah. It, it uh, that this movie this is a movie that goes straight into the action. Oh yeah. Oh it yeah. Doesn't stop. Zero fucking around. It's There's no great. fucking around. From the get-go, it's... Okay, so this came out at a weird time. Yeah. 2012. No, it came out at the perfect time. <laughs> I, I, no. Just when we needed it. Because <laughs> I wanted more of it. I want this to be an HBO show. Well, it is coming out with the series. No. What? Oh. No. Oh, no longer? No, not at all. Never. Oh, I never. thought Netflix had... No. Oh. No, no, no. 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 Never. Kenny, Kenny right now is saying no, and he's making a face that says, I love telling Aaron this awful no. news about a show that he was no, very no, excited no. about. I, I, thought, I thought it was... Because Carl the- Urban has been talking about wanting to do more Dread, and this movie... Uh, this movie has its own legion of fans, Johnny included. And now James Fight. And now James Fight, and hopefully Aaron Salinas. I love it. And me, Kenny Madison. 
uh, sorry, Judge Kenny for the S9 Pleasure District. Thank you. It's all just been talk because the movie was not financially successful when it came out and just kind of disappeared even though, uh, again, its fan base is pretty darn passionate about this thing. The other thing about doing a remake is that if Alex Garland isn't involved, I don't think it would be worth watching. Yeah, yeah not Alex, nearly as, as good. Alex Garland is not interested in doing this because it was a bad experience for him, but we'll get into that oh. later. Okay, I don't know about this. Yeah, neither do can I. We, can we get into that now, or do we, are we... First, we have to lay out some context. Yeah, we got to lay out some context, specifically you talking about you not feeling ashamed. Now, one of the things that we do here at Shame Watch, we talk about movies that someone might feel just a, an iota of shame about, but you still brought it to us. Right. Have Has someone shamed you for liking this movie in the past? Okay, actually, yes. Yeah. Someone has tried to shame me. Okay, then this fits... Who was it? This, Who was it? This fits the criteria of Shame Watch, which is if someone has, it, it could literally just be someone going, oh, you like Dread? Okay, cool. Bring that thing to Shame Watch. We'll praise it for you unless it's the living wake. Yeah. So this was actually, <laughs> this was a girl that. I was dating. Nice. Uh, and is it your most recent one? Uh, no, none of you know who she is. I oh. won't say her name. What's her name? Uh, her <laughs> name is... Uh, cool, bleep that out. <laughs> bleep just that to be safe. Out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, I, she's famous though. That's wild. She's yeah, very, yeah. and she's, she's a huge really fan famous, of the show. Yeah. 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 She was slumming it with me. <laughs> uh, but yet, she on her first date, we uh, there was like we went to. Uh, was this a first date movie? No, <laughs> oh. no, absolutely not. This was not a first date movie. That'd be correct. I have a different though. actually first date movie that was like a. I watched American Psycho once on a Whoa! first date. Whoa! What? Yeah. Why? Uh huh. It went great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, you know, okay, so you know that famous scene in American Psycho where they're watching like the porno and then like they start having like that huge orgy together. Yeah, uh, I had all six of my roommates and their girlfriends walk through the living room while like me and the girls on a date on were watching that scene specifically. That's perfect. I there's a genius. What? You're a genius. <laughs> I can one up that. Not that this is a one up podcast, but I was watching that exact scene, one thirty at night. Uh. At my childhood home, and who should just randomly wa- uh, wake up and decide that she can't sleep? But Your my grandma. mother. Oh, okay. <laughs> so my mom walks in as I'm watching American Psycho for the first time. Uh, but you can see where it's going, and suddenly I have to go. Well, boy, it's time for me to call it a night. <laughs> I think I'm gonna try one upping that. Oh, please sure. do. Okay, so I had a very weird memory. So Thanksgiving was this past week, and I had this very bizarre memory of being. It was like 2001, 2002. I was having Thanksgiving at my cousin's house, and um, I'm getting the year wrong. But do you guys remember the movie The Illusionist? Yes. Yes. There's that like sex scene between Ed Norton and Jessica Biel. I have a very distinct memory of my aunt. Like uh, that movie's being played in the corner of like the house, and we're all like up around talking, doing other stuff. No one's watching the movie in the living room. My aunt during that scene goes into the living room, turns it to full volume, sits and watches it in front of everyone. No way. That's great. Yeah, it was very weird. Here's my contribution to this. Okay. I took my parents to see Sausage Party. Oh, my mommy you... accidentally walked into that. She just thought it was a cartoon. Oh, I mean, no. it is a cartoon. I... Well, like just a cartoon. Though. It's not a cartoon. It is just a cartoon. My... But like a fun cartoon. It is. Not it a is a, it's a pretty fun a kid cartoon. Fun cartoon. Like right over James. Not necessarily. Well, kids might like it. They won't understand what's going on. Yeah, that's so, why. They... So, what made you think this was a good idea to bring your mom to a sausage party? And my dad. <laughs> your mom just. 
It's not to <laughs> a It's to the movie. It, the movie sausage party. party, not a sausage party. It's just party. not a sausage. It's party. either a screening it's of a sausage screening party. Of sausage Why did you party? think it was a good idea to bring your mom to hang out with a bunch of guys? <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I because me and my parents were like looking forward to this because we thought it'd be raunchy and fun, and we were right. My, okay, uh, I'm I, so I, confused about why you. Here's my contribution. Because um, they were in town and they didn't want to see anything else. My, uh, my dad. I asked to go watch a movie, and my dad was like, sure, whatever, I'm not in update with pop culture. Might have been five or six, and we walked into the Tom Green feature that is Freddy Got Fingered. Oh, and, my God. <laughs> excuse me, what? And it was probably about six minutes into the film that my dad was like, oh, this was a mistake, and we had to abruptly leave, and I cried. Because Aww. I couldn't watch Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> Wait, yeah, that's the first time anyone cried because they couldn't watch Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> I might be still the only person who has cried, shed a single tear for that film. Yeah. Anyway, I want to bring us back on the rails for a second. So I was on a first date with this girl, and uh, we were at a bar, and then they had an action movie on while uh, while we were there getting drinks. And I was like, oh, man, I love this movie. I can't remember what it was. But uh, and then she was like, ugh, I hate action movies. And I said, they're one of my favorite genres. And then... Because uh, that's the proper response. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then... Uh, <laughs> For creative conversation. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then we, uh, the rest of the day went fine, and then we ended up, like, dating for a couple months. Um, but later on, she told me that, like, she held that against me for, like, a while. Oh, that was what? your first strike? It took a significant amount of, like, convincing that, like, I wasn't just, she thought I was, like, a real meathead. What? And, and I know, like, you can't see me if you're listening to this podcast. I am very thin. <laughs> I am not, I am not a big guy. I don't go to the gym, but she was convinced I was, like, a frat dad. What? Yeah, frat dad, meathead guy. I don't know if those those two by liking are... one of the most popular genres in the world. Yeah, right. She. Uh, so I did. I ended up though uh, becoming a meathead. Becoming a meathead. Yeah, yeah your yeah, shirt. Yeah. Right, like, your you shirt know, right I... now says "roided up and ready to go." Yeah, <laughs> and you have all this baby oil just laying around. Uh huh. Well, which is weird because most... this is my house. I don't know why you brought this much baby yeah. oil. Well, I just didn't. I wanted to bring enough for the whole podcast. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I'm not going to come into your house, you know, without a gift. Without you know? a gift, right? Well, I, I mean, I. You guys are also overlooking. I did also bring a bottle of wine. That's true. <laughs> that you know, which you're and currently applying liberally to your skin, along with the baby oil. It's, it does really, look it's nice. good for you. And it's a copy so of American Psycho, so we can watch one <laughs> scene explicitly. Anyway, so this was this was one of the movies I told her I really liked. And we never ended up watching. I came up with like a list of movies that she needed to see so that she could because she hadn't seen a lot of movies in general. Oh, so she didn't have like a favorite genre either. No, and oh. then nor did she. Nor in my book a good reason to be calling me out for liking action flicks. Yeah, that's true. But she was, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, shitting on her a little bit. But she was like really cool. I enjoyed hanging out. Yeah, with Yeah, she's her. a famous person, so yeah, they tend yeah, to be yeah. cool. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. But back to shitting on her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, no, the other was The Dark Knight, which she had never seen. And, oh. Uh, I don't know if that technic. I think that standard categorizes as an action flick. Uh, anyway. Most definitely. Uh, yes. Yeah. Not Absolutely. a thriller? There's a lot of action It's in all it. of those things. An action thriller? Yeah. Yes. Um, so about this film, is Carl Urban underrated? Yeah, he's great. In, in everything he touches, I, I just want more of him. Yeah. And in this film, it really shows his chops because he's got to put so much animation into his mouth. Yeah. Just his yeah. mouth. Oh, yeah. And you feel no disconnect from our lead, uh, Judge Dredd of Dredd. 
um, because you you feel so. In, and I think a lot of that has to do with the framing and the shots given. Yeah. Um. It you know the whole time you're like okay I'm with this guy I'm on board with him but yeah I I feel like we don't talk enough about Carl Urban so rather than talk about Judge Dredd for uh, a little bit let's go ahead and talk about Carl Urban so uh, favorite Carl Urban film go oh Star Trek 2009 okay yeah hands down where he has to step into the uh, massive shoes of DeForest Kelly and pulls it off with a plum uh, by doing a somewhat impression yes Johnny. Oh, Johnny, clearly you uh, threw your head back in silent <laughs> laughter covering your uh, hand, uh, covering your mouth. This is really dumb. This is not going to be interesting for the viewer. Uh, it was just the way you said a plum. Because <laughs> I always thought it was pronounced a plum. I've never heard of this word before, so. I've heard of a plum, can. but I've never heard of a plum. I a know plum. what a plum is. Yeah. Me, me and James are on the same board. We just uh, we don't know what a, what a plum is. I'm oh. sorry, so can I very rudely cut you off? Well, he invited you to invite conversation. He did, yeah. Actually, you know what? Take your You're apology being back. Rude right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh yeah, started. You, you guys can't see this. He just took some of the wine that I was applying to myself and is finishing <laughs> off the bottle. I'm so. just not worth anything anymore. <laughs> what does a plum mean? With flourish. With yeah, like finesse, right? Yeah, uh, and it's again pronounced a plum, <laughs> not a plum. He was in Xena. He was in Xena. Warrior princess. Yeah, because he's from New Zealand. Yeah, he's from New Zealand. He is Urban Keith Urban. It's obvious. No, Carl Urban. Who are we talking about? Keith Urban's <laughs> from Keith New. Urban. Who's Keith Urban? I wonder if Urban is a Pacific Island name because Keith Urban's from Australia. It's Carl. Carl. Carl <laughs> Urban. You know what? You know what? what it, and the SNL sketch that needs to happen is Keith Urban as Judge Dredd. <laughs> does it? Does it? In 2019, do we need to have a sketch about Keith Urban and as, Dredd as Dredd? Yes. Well, are you? Are you? Yes, we do. Are you not imagining like the helmet like that doesn't have like a I'm top? Ma- I'm and imagining you can still that, see like the hair. I'm imagining that as a ten to one sketch where they're just like, we need something. And they just fill it, and it's a sketch that kind of dies in the room. But the S- internet just goes crazy for it because it's so hyper specific. SNL still SNL had that sketch about Weezer last season with Matt Damon. Did y'all see that? Yeah, it's an oh, A plus yeah. sketch. It's oh, an A plus sketch. It. See, yeah, it's just one for the people in the back. Wow. Anyway. So Johnny, let's so get back on So I was thinking about Judge Tread, and I was you thinking, don't say my you second favorite judge. Yeah, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg being the first. Nice. No. What? Judge Mike Brown from the People's Court. Oh, no, get out. Okay, where does so, actually where does Ruth show up on your list? Well, uh, well, I have two lists. I have uh, I have the judges that are real. You're the, being very dodgy right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, because she's a real like judge. Hey, no, like hey, 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 she's Aaron. number one on real judges. Aaron, can I ask you a question? Last week when she was in the hospital, were you rooting oh for the flu? <laughs> I was not. You were. You I was son not. Of a bitch. You bastard. I was. Flu. Why every flu. time Johnny flu flu flu. Guys. flu. Flu, 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 hey, flu, I have flu, on good flu. report that whenever Ruth Bader Ginsburg injured her ribs, Aaron pushed her. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. Where is oh. your report? Follow the money, Aaron. Follow the money. Well, and see where it leads. Luckily, as soon as I shave this mustache, nobody's going to know it was me. Oh, Shay's right. You just got to keep that you mustache. Just, you just said that into a microphone that's being recorded. Why is it every time Johnny's on, it, it somehow I, I get blamed for something? 
Last time you said you were going to kill me, remember? You said that on a mic. It sounds like you're, instead of looking inward and trying to correct whatever wrong no. is clearly there. So you have every right to be mean to me? I tried sticking up for you. No, you did not. I did. So the movie yeah, that you know who tried sticking up for me and millions of Americans? Ruth, Ruth Bader, Bader Ginsburg. Ginsburg. My favorite real life judge. So the judge. movie we're covering today is Dread. Johnny, you had a story about the movie Dread. About by Alex Garland, directed by Pete Travis. Now director. all I'm thinking about is it a scenario where Ruth Bader Ginsburg is in Mega City 1. <laughs> and is still, is still a judge. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so Justice, Judge Judy. Justice Hall in, uh, in Dread is at a fascist institution. So it's like it's a dystopian future. Yes. There's no due process. Yes. And it's these people who at like at a moment's notice get to choose do we kill you or not? Right. Yes. It is a fascist. Okay, that's where I Oh, was. most definitely the Hall of Justice. I mean this film is rife with fascist things that are not really explored. No, and what, you're not I, necessarily the only one that thinks that. Oh Johnny. my god, Here we we, go. we yeah, haven't gotten segue. to the review no, yet. Well, I think because no, I'm on, I'm on board with you. Can I say my piece first? Holy shit. Well, I'm going to get this review out real quick, Johnny. What we like to do is provide context for why someone might feel a little bit of shame. So I'm going to read a review. Okay. Johnny, this, okay happens, you, Johnny? this happens within the first 10 minutes. In a review titled Dread 3D Review, an action movie not smart enough to know how dumb it is. Ooh, wow. By Alonzo Duralde, published September 19th, 2012 at 3.02 p.m., edited 3.17 p.m. on The Wrap. So he gave it some thought. Subline, a second attempt at adapting the violent British comic book isn't helped by the obvious comparisons to the recent The Raid Redemption. <clears throat> In the second big screen adaptation of the graphic serial created by John Wagner and Carlos Esquerra. That's good. good. Yeah, I get it. I'm okay, white. That was a good one. Judge Dredd, Carl Urban, is given the task of breaking in rookie Cassandra Anderson, played by Olivia Thurlby. She didn't quite pass training, but as her name suggests, she's a powerful psychic. What begins as a routine tour of duty through the mean streets of Mega City takes a twist when notorious crime boss Mama, Lena Hetty, puts the whole block on lockdown and instructs the tenants to either kill the judges or to stay out of the way of the coming carnage. And if that sounds identical to the plot of the Raid Redemption, the acclaimed Indonesian import from earlier this year, that's because it is. And even if the similarity between the two is pure coincidence, Dread 3D suffers greatly by comparison as it fails to muster even half of the thrills of its predecessor. The film never gets to know Dredd or Cassandra as anything but functionaries of the plot, even though the latter's psychic abilities are the excuse to let the character go out helmetless. Mama's main stock and trade is a drug that makes addicts perceive the world in slow motion, and it's mainly used for some flashy but ultimately pointless shots of water drops and plummeting bodies and random bullets moving frame by frame by frame. Dread 3D is the kind of movie that flirts with a fascist point of view about law and order, but barely acknowledges it, while also firing round after round of ammo at its heroes without bothering to explain how they almost never get hit. If this film were a little smarter or a little dumber, it might have been a great deal more fun. Okay, a couple things about that. One, that was clearly written by whoever the directed The Raid 2. Very obviously, someone, it's an inside job. Uh, the director get, of that is Gareth Evans. And yeah, this it, is not, Gareth has a chip on their shoulder. No, this isn't Gareth Evans. No, it's, it's, oh, who is it? It's Alonzo Duralde. Okay, like a, it's obviously a pen name. It's the internet. People I, lie all the time. That's true. I've never met a liar on the internet. Um, I want to dissect the fascist part of that first. Oh, please do. Okay, so... Yes, it is a fascist institution. Yes. And I think that was probably... I've never read the comics, but I've got to believe it's something that is explored in the comics. 
But I thought the whole idea was that Dredd was a member of that institution who does not believe exactly the same way or believe in like the mm-hmm. process. I'm going to back up here. Sure. In trouble. Sure. Um, I believed that he and his partner Anderson believed in the yep. same uh, outcome. Like they were both trying to make a difference, right? Yes. Um, yep. One of, but they just had different like ways that they thought that. Um, that could come about. The Correct. character Dread strikes me, at least within this interpretation. I'm not really. I've never read any of the comics, and I haven't seen the Stallone movie. Those comics? Oh, you've never seen the Stallone movie? I have not seen the Stallone. Oh, nor wow. have I. You yeah. are in for a treat, fellas. Uh, I, I, sure. I know that he says, "I am the law." No, somewhere. no, no. He does not say that. He says, <clears throat> "I am the law." <laughs> Complete difference. But for this movie, Dredd strikes me as someone that only cares about strict adherence to the law and making sure that the law is followed at all points. Mm -hmm. But I think by the end of the movie, doesn't his position on that change a bit? I don't feel like it does. If you're listening to this, there's do we have to say spoiler alert? No. No. It's, okay, it's so, seven years old. I mean, we just explained what the plot was. Okay, but there's a moment where Judge Stride gets shot. Yeah. Um, after he has an altercation with other judges who are dirty cops. Oh, that was such a great scene. He, it was. Wait. It was amazing. Um, but Ooh, so he he shot, and then Anderson, uh, they get a hold of that guy who's like the IT administrator for yeah. all of Peachtree's. Played by Domhnall Gleeson, who would go on to star in Alex Garland's first feature film, Ex Machina. Oh, oh wow. That movie's great. Uh, but anyway, she lets him go because she sees him as a victim of a circumstance yeah. instead of someone who's like uh, of directly malicious intent. Yeah. And um, which is a crime. And then Judge Dredd lets it go uh, because he sees her as like acting in, you know, in good. uh, Yeah. With good intent. But also he of the entire time is going that she's under assessment. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like Judge Dredd, he might feel that way. But at the same time, on the surface, I feel like he would have a strict adherence to the law. And yeah. he was able to probably justify that by going, that's her passing judgment. Okay. Well, she even said that, too. Yeah. Because yeah. she, she said, I'm still under assessment, so I can dish out sentences how I please. Nice, James. Good job. I watched okay. it. Okay. I watched it. So do we So do we think Judge Dredd is a fascist himself? Most definitely. Hands yeah. down. He's judge, jury, and executioner. Uh, yeah. Yes, he's a fascist. He doles out judgment with bullets. Uh, <coughs> or he just clearing. His I thought that long? this would be a really great D and D campaign. Can we get a sound effect for that too? I think he's a fascist. I don't think he's a good character. I don't think he's the good guy. I think he's a movie. lawful character. He's a lo- well, you know. But I'm going yeah. back to D and D again. He's very lawful. Yeah. But he's the. I think he is a. I think he's the protagonist, and as any protagonist, uh, you know, the viewer empathizes with the protagonist. Well, th- this movie also feels of a piece with 1980s action movies. It's kind of yeah. apt yeah. that the previous Judge Dredd That's the, was, that was anchored by Sylvester Stallone, and this movie, it feels like a throwback to those 80s. We can yeah, solve a, any problem with bullets. It's a buddy cop flick, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and if I'm not mistaken, this did come out in the 80s, uh, the the comic. It was uh, first published March of 1977. Oh, wow. Uh, in the anthology 2000 AD. Yeah. Um, publisher IPC Media, current 
uh, publisher Rebellion Development. Oh wow! So that's even more grimy and grungy than than Dark Horse. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a British import. Yeah, that's wow. So and additionally, to talk about this feeling like a 1980s movie, it would, it feels kind of akin to RoboCop. If oh, you yeah. were to make a couple other decisions, uh, Judge Dredd could be a complete satire of the police state in general, because in other interpretations in the Stallone movie, uh, the image is big and hulking and he's just very large and square and you literally can't see his humanity. You can't see into his eyes. He is just a body in which justice is to be carried out with a bullet. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. And in this movie, he's kind of treated just, there are shades of that, but he's a lot more sympathetic. He's nuanced. I don't think yeah. he was like an all. He's not an evil character. He's not an all bad character. But he is a fascist working in like a fascist institution. But I think yeah. he, in probably what well, my interpretation was deep down, he was intending to be a force of good. Yeah, I mean, he has to save the cat moment in the beginning of the movie by shooting that one criminal with the hot shot, where the bullet goes That's into awesome. his mouth, right? Just a canister goes into his mouth, and it just keeps getting hotter until his face melts off but that was the that was the other throwback i thought to 80s movies was the amount of like zingers that judge dread who is very intimidating and scary was throwing around yeah yeah what is he sure. what did he say in that moment he was just like uh, too late hot shot yeah well something he, like that yeah uh i believe he he goes uh can you can you handle the spice yeah <laughs> If not, my favorite get of the, out of the kitchen. He, my favorite of the movie was whenever he gets on the intercom and says, Mama, it's justice time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was fun. I love this movie. Me uh, too. What, so did you like it from the get-go? From the get-go. Oh, really? uh, My brother and I were like, uh, me and my brother and like two of our other friends, we do like uh, brother double dates. And then Wait, we, uh, it's just like me and my older brother had you friends. You know, that who, thing that everyone does, brother double dates. Brother well, double I, dates. I, I, I'm never, an only child. I've never so experienced that either. I mean, I I'm an only child. So it was me I and my brother who were friends with this other guy and his brother. And we were all four friends. And then we would go to like monster truck rallies together. And then we would watch like action movies and Man, stuff. Man, that's that, adorable. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It was that's pretty lovely. fun. That's really awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, anyway, we went uh, we went and saw this one together. So uh, okay, so from the get-go you're just watching it just hell yeah, this is awesome. It's very up my alley. Yeah. It's a uh, well, it's really, my favorite type I don't of- are, you, are you just a big action movie? He said a meat I, I said it's favorite genre was action. So you really it's, are I wouldn't say it's my absolute favorite, but so like So you are a meathead? I love movies that uh, I like action movies that have a level of self-awareness and I think this movie definitely did. I this movie toes a line towards self-awareness, but I don't think it's all the way there. I I know that the movie knows that its main characters are fascists. I think I mean we I ju- we just said that there was a moment in the middle of the movie where he gets on the intercom and says it's justice time. Yeah, and this is a, this is a this is a screenwriter who's been on the blacklist. Yeah. Oh, I know who Alex Garland is. I All don't. right. Do you know? Who, I but but I think that I think that's self awareness, and also I think you don't know who Alex Garland is. Tell us all. Tell us all who Alex Garland is. Oh, don't try to turn the tables on me. I'm turning the tables on you. Hey, Johnny, who's Alex Garland? Alex Garland. Oh, he writes movies. He directs movies. Oh, that sounds. sounds like and a you good know guy. who didn't know that? Kenny Madsen. You. D- you. D- 
Hey, I Kenny. See right, I see through you like cellophane, Kenny. You can't. I hey, can't. hey, Kenny. Yeah. Who's Alex Garland? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Garland is an acclaimed screenwriter. He wrote 28 Days Later. He wrote Sunshine. I believe he also wrote the Danny. He's a frequent Danny Boyle collaborator, wrote The Beach. And then uh, he, he did never, wrote, never Let Me Go. Uh, did he write Never Let Me Go? He did. Cool. Uh, Thank you, Johnny. You're welcome. Sounds like someone did uh, Kenny had no idea who this man was. <laughs> and then he wrote this movie with Pete Travis directing, but according to an article that was published in the Los Angeles Times, Alex Garland was the one that actually directed this. Uh, apparently, Pete Travis was shut out of the editing room, according to the Los Angeles Times, and Alex Garland was given the keys and basically put it together according to his vision. And Carl Urban basically says... I. You should count this as the first Alex Garland directed feature. The next movie that he directs in his first official feature is Ex Machina, mm-hmm. which gets nominated for several Oscars, and then Annihilation, which is also just kind of a masterpiece. Oh, I was I was about to ask what everyone's feelings toward Annihilation were because I, I know like someone it. at this table does not I, I like it. I don't like it. <laughs> Why not? He's got a bear man. Man bear. Okay. It's got a man bear. Let's break that down. We, that's not the movie we were discussing today, so I feel like we should no, say, like, spoiler alert, no. there, there's some spoils coming. He's got he's got the skull of a man. All right. No. He got first the, off, he got shut the up, mouth of a shut bear. Up. I'm going on a soapbox. Because in the first five seconds, we know Natalie Portman is going to be safe throughout this entire journey. Yeah. Throughout the entire journey, she's fine. She's okay. So then you have this really suspenseful scene with a man bear that just doesn't really function as anything other than just being suspenseful for no real reason because you already know Natalie Portman's going to survive. You know what else has a protagonist that you know is going to survive? The Lion King. The Lion King. That's right. Also, uh, Which James also hates, and for that, we hate him. (laughs) I love how Johnny starts whisper campaigns on our podcast. Uh, about each other Hearts of Darkness or Heart of Darkness rather Hearts of Darkness is Hearts of Darkness sounds like a rom-com that needs to happen immediately (laughs) (laughs) Hearts of Darkness is the documentary that they made about uh, Francis Ford Coppola shooting Apocalypse now actually his wife Mm. Uh, and you get to go see Francis Ford Coppola go mad in the Philippines Uh, Heart of Darkness is basically the movie that Annihilation steals the structure from Hearts of Darkness sounds like Francis Ford Coppola is on set going crazy. Then he maybe gets checked into like um, like a clinic or something. Where and he, he falls in love with a nurse. Falls in love with a nurse. It's the classic Nightingale. Hey, top three places all of us would take the slow-mo. What would you do if you took the slow-mo? Oh, good call. Um, Sex. Watching The Irishman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because who doesn't want 12 hours of Al Pacino? Uh, I'm going to sit Oh, watching uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. This movie's shorter than The Irishman. My joke's better. Bing! Zoom! Home run! Wow! But also 2001 feels much longer. I know. That's why I said it. I'm going to say... Oh, man. That's a good question. Where would I take the slow-mo? Um, we don't advocate uh, drug use. But if we were no. to, ah, that's ah, uh, Johnny. I I want to say a music festival. That'd be but good. Yeah, it, it that's, I mean on... that's the, that's the safest bet because it seems like everybody is doing drugs at those things. I do not do drugs, but <laughs> no, I'm not joking. I don't do drugs. I know you're not, but the way you said it was so like like a cop. 
I don't do drugs. I don't do drugs. But uh, you, fellow <laughs> Why are you child, giving, looks you're giving like nobody. You do drugs. Eye, you're not giving anyone eye contact when you say that. Like I'm just sweating because you keep the house very hot. No, I don't. Everybody would know. I do not. Keep yeah, this I had to house. put on my jacket because yeah, I'm so cold. I don't do drugs. <laughs> Never done drugs. And honestly, I don't want to do drugs. Why is your lip quivering? I'm not. Why are you scratching? Because because because, because the harm that drugs have done to society it really weighs on my heart, and, and it's coming out now because I'm getting emotional. No, it doesn't. Do I don't do drugs. Be real. Do you do drugs? I'm glad Anderson pa- passed as a judge. Do you do drugs? I don't, I don't do drugs. <laughs> Anderson does pass being a judge, but she walks away from it. Guys, I don't do drugs. No one's saying that you do drugs, Johnny. I'm okay, good, because I don't. Good. Hey, Johnny, you want to do some drugs? Yeah, behind the middle school? Yeah. Okay, yeah, man, let's go do some drugs. Right. Let's Smoke. go do some drugs. You're, you're listening to Trying shaving. to break out to the podcast oh, within a podcast, <laughs> Narcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we get back to the movie? All right, yes. I guess. I'm having a good time because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm having, having a great, great time. time with all these drugs you brought, John. <laughs> Just table full of <laughs> drugs. Have you, have you guys seen The Raid? No. I have, yeah. So this movie is indeed The Raid, but with a higher budget, but a lot less cool action. What is the plot to The Raid? Because I remember The Raid being almost zero plot. Uh, police officers get locked into a building and have to ascend to the top in order to get the boss. So it's like a video game. It's exactly, yeah. That's what everybody says, yeah. Yeah, and it's exactly like this movie, but this movie has a uh, kilometer tall building, and the raid has just like a like a big building, like a bank. This also <laughs> like we we had a psychic in this movie. It was awesome. Oh, that's something I that's something I want to actually talk about. The when um, Anderson does her psychic building go in people's minds. That's awesome editing like when she goes into case oh mode, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that was so cool it was pretty it awesome. was really cool editing one, one of my favorite parts is the shootout what shootout yeah, uh, which one? <laughs> well actually okay yeah good call um with the uh, what's his name bad cops um right before the end of wait when you get shot uh duh, duh. The other judges? Yeah, when they're the shootout with the other judges, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and they're like kind of cornering him. Um, yeah. That to me was kind of what Doom wanted to do. Yeah. yeah, like giving that POV, that real up close. You know, you're having to use your stealth mode kind of thing. Yeah, um, I really was a big fan of that, and uh, with the Gatling guns too. That was just really uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. That, was yeah. Wild. that was a really good, nice time. Um, you get a real sense of dread. Hey, from oh, Dread, you see what I did there? Yeah, we like that one. one. We not like that bing, one. Bing, <laughs> boom, there we go. Oh, What's uh, gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was a big hey, fan of those. Hey, two. hey, Dread lightly. Hey, hey. Oh, oh, did we hate that? Did we love that? I can't oh, tell. Boy, I don't get it. Oh boy, oh boy, oh, boy. Kenny boy, has not blinked. He's just <laughs> staring at me. Uh, Kenny's dead inside. Too far. <laughs> Kenny, did you dread that? Oh, 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 back on top. Oh, thought we lost him, we but he's back. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh don't let this get to your dread. Stop. Oh. <laughs> what are you doing? I just thought we were doing a thing. We're, we're, we're not little... doing anything. Yeah. Oh, man. No. We love that. We hate that. How are we feeling about that? Uh, this bit. We like this bit? Can't tell. We can't tell. I All don't. Right. We're going to keep going? Who's I don't good? Who's dread it. 
Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> oh boy. I feel like I'm taking slow mo over here. Oh, okay, okay. But you wouldn't because you don't do drugs like Johnny. I don't do drugs like some no, people at this table. Drugs. What are you talking about? Anyway, okay, so back to the drugs, though. I will say, it did look clean. Of all drug uses... It- Are you kidding? <laughs> Are you kidding? It's literally just brown liquid in an inhaler. Like, yeah, the inhaler part seems cleaner than needles. Some prop person just took a pre-painted albuterol canister. It, it's like the future of jewels. <laughs> hey, shout out to albuterol. That was a sweet reference. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I have you, one in you. my car. Prove it. I come to my car. Okay. <laughs> Moving kind of fast. Jeez. I know. When I want something, I go for it. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> you don't. Hey, dr- hey man. <laughs> I don't. This is the episode okay. where we just right. make Johnny uncomfortable. Yeah, on a very special shame watch. Yeah. <laughs> We have to talk to James about about toxic masculinity. <laughs> and uh, that, I, I, we need to edit this out. I don't uh, speaking here. of toxic masculinity, every once in a great while, well, I'll I'll bring an extra game on top of the Rotten Tomatoes game. What that uh, we do every episode. My favorite one's been okay. Pacific Rim so far. Yeah, that was a that was a good one. one. That was a good one. My name was the best. Go listen to that episode. Uh, and this is a game that I would call Dreadshot. Uh, Aaron, I want you to take that snippet of Stallone saying, I am the law, and then drop it in right before. It's impossible! I never broke the law! I am the law! Uh, oh, hey, whenever you bleep out my name, can you just I'm not bleeping put, out your pop name. in, I am the law? <laughs> I, I'm not going to bleep out your name. Uh, so, you might have noticed that this movie has a lot of gunfights and a lot of just general body carnage. What? So, uh, I would like to ask you guys oh, what God. you think the body count oh, is. God. Oh, Are we doing prices Right rules? Our good patron, Alan Smith, has suggested that instead of doing prices Right rules, we swap it to the closest person who doesn't go under. Because we're a positivity podcast, and we want to encourage good things. Aaron, it sounds you... like we're dreaded in the right direction. Can you just play the game, Aaron? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Good lord. Can you know it's aggressive? <sighs> Aaron, shut the f*** up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say 137. 137 is James's guess. Is that 137 US? bodies in this movie. And that honestly feels low. That really does. That feels super low. I'm going to go uh, I'm going to go even 300. 300, great much movie. like the Zach. Yeah. It's not a great movie. It's a great movie. It's a fa- it has slow-mo in it. It's a fascist masterpiece. <laughs> Ahem. Well, Spartans, what is your profession? Spartans. Oh, that's my favorite part. Welcome to Sparta. <laughs> hey, Aaron, what's your what's your guess? Um. Well, if I were to take one, which is what I have to do for this game. That's true. Uh, more than likely, I'm going to give out a number. And one of those numbers is either going to be correct or it's going to be probably right on the money. Yeah, so, you're correct. Um, that's what the first one would be. You said you would be right twice. Yeah, that's because Aaron Salinas. Oh, okay. I'm, 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 an, I'm an only child. I'm always right. Um, let's yeah, see. So, there we go. Um, I'm going to say we just high-fived. That was bad podcasting. You did not see it. Podcasting. So we're going to go ahead and tell we're only you. children. Um, I'm going to say 300, 127, James? 137. 137. 137. I'm going to say 328. 328. The closest. And the reason I brought up that number. Oh, okay. Go on. The reason I brought it felt right. 
Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Unlike the other guests hey, here. Hey, Aaron, I think I speak for everyone at this table that your bits today are not appreciated. Whoa. Oh, I'm just kidding because I've been the biggest offender of bits on this podcast. That's I'm... why we're going so late. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> Johnny, I still love you. Uh, the closest without going under, my friends, is one Sir James Fight. Hey! Oh. The body count is 102. Wow. No. 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 No, no, no. Okay. It, I guess my research is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Oh, right. <laughs> well, that was fun. <laughs> Thanks for the win, Kenny. <laughs> so, Kenny, can I ask you? Please. Did you actually like this movie? Yeah, Absolutely. Did you, uh, would you classify it as a good movie? Yeah, absolutely. But you think it is, in fact, a, uh, the raid? It is. I mean, and you, and you also think it's a, um, do you, would you say it's pro fascism? Yes. Okay. But you, but you still enjoy it? You still like it? I feel, because I feel like you maybe don't. No, I like it. I do. The action is very clean. Uh, geography is very clean. It's a very streamlined movie. Uh, it knows, even though the movie is modeled, uh, I think it knows what it is according to its own internal logic, which as much as I hate 300, it's because I hate the message of 300. But the movie, according to its own logic, flawless. 300 is a perfect movie. It's just that it's going, 300 is going, oh, uh, everyone that is not a white man is lesser than. Uh, this movie I genuinely like. I don't. Well, the fascism is a problem, and guns are just always a problem now. I like this movie. It's got clean action. It's what, is it, what is the message of this movie? Uh, trust. Obey the law. The law? Yeah, yeah the trust law. cops. Yeah. Well, isn't that, though, doesn't Anderson's character kind of fly right in the face of that a little bit? No. Because isn't her arc that she wants to leave? She doesn't stay on the force. She, like, leaves and, like, assumingly is to be a force of good outside of being a cop or a, a excuse me a judge there you go sorry Thank about you. that I didn't, all right. I didn't necessarily get that so much as she was she knew that she wasn't going to pass anyways but I, I got the sense that like she didn't want to like by the end yeah I think you're right even though she is the character that we empathize with the character that is our protagonist we see our morality through Anderson's eyes but I think the character that we see the movie through might be dread so I guess we understand where Anderson goes, but we are just left with the feeling of, well, it's a good thing that the judges have come out once again. But I mean, did we not? I it, feel like it also we took a somewhat critical look at the judges. Not much. Not much. Not much. Uh, which is, I, I kind of wish that it, it had been a little bit more like RoboCop. Uh, oh, which is, I guess, the the comment the commenter made about it. if it was a little bit more dumb or a little bit more smart, it would yeah. be a better movie. Yeah. Um, was this commenter you? <laughs> Look, the <laughs> critic that we read was a genius, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's it's clear that this this movie thinks that you can just start, solve justice with a gun, but at the same time, there's so much that I think is kind of boiling underneath that is talking about the systemic things that have put people here like the for example the homeless man mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie where uh dread and anderson go you better not be here uh go somewhere else yeah. and the homeless man is just kind of like okay but you also see with the filmmaking that he has nowhere else to go 
He just stays completely still. Also, and there's something there, but also I, I also kind of feel like this movie was just being so simple so as to hopefully establish a franchise. Right. Uh, because this movie l- looks at the same time cheap but expensive. I, it, you can yeah. tell that they're using a limited amount of space in very smart ways. Yeah. yeah. The, the fact that this whole movie takes place in one giant building, uh, but one building nonetheless means that you can just keep reusing sets. A wizard's tower for D and D campaign. Unbelievable. So back to the. I want to. I want to revisit the solving just. Uh, ex- uh, what did you say? Solving problems with the with a bullet. Sure. What was the okay? But what about what do you think about that? What do you guys think about that scene? Where he is in, uh, where Dread is interrogating um, the main guy who knows where like the drugs are being produced, and then he's like beating him up, and then Anderson says like he won't need to hit him if I get to interrogate him, right? Which I thought was like a shift in like your way of doing things is not the way to do things, and specifically in this situation is like a wrong way to do this. It didn't strike me as Anderson trying to appeal to humanity. Uh, in so much as she just wanted to do a better job. It didn't it didn't I I didn't feel like there was some sort of reaction from Anderson where she's kind of being squeamish about Dred's use of force. Right. But instead her going here's a chance that I can prove myself. Let me use my psychic powers. Oh, I saw the, I saw it differently. I saw it as a moment where she said there like, you know, you don't have to like punch your way through to get like get the truth. Or you don't have to punch your way to get justice. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's been a great <laughs> shame watch episode. Well, I, I, I I can't I can't disagree with that. Uh, I'd need to watch it again and see that I I just have my perception and you have your perception and we, we movies are subjective. Do we have to hate each other now, or can we still be friends? No, be no friends. way. Shame watch promotes pro- positivity. That's right, baby. Okay. All right. That's Means why you can I... disagree and fuck you, James. Just like that. <laughs> That's why we're cool with you doing drugs. Like we're just all about positivity. Guys, I can't trust this enough. I don't do drugs. Mm. But if I had to do <laughs> slow mo, where would you do it? I think I'd go to like the Grand Canyon. And then, oh like, God, oh, no! A planetarium. Oh, why not? And then jump off. There, there's too much risk <laughs> of, of getting just trapped. <laughs> this that oh no! None of you liked my answer. <laughs> that was that's terrifying. No, I just gave an alternative. Planetarium. Planetarium oh. would be a good one. Okay, yeah, like just an open range because the Grand Canyon, there's too many dips, canyons, valleys. Well, no, no, I would just like, go up to the top and then like do it at the beginning of the day. I would take slow mo while watching the movie Open Range. Classic 2014 film Open Range. Yeah. The movie. producers of that movie went, What if Kevin Costner, hold it, was in a Western? <laughs> what? <laughs> The cut to all of our collective dads being like, can I have 10 tickets, please? Son, I know you like movies, but I just watched the greatest movie. It's called Open Range. Kevin Costner, get this. He's in a Western. (laughs) (laughs) Kenny, you nailed my dad. Aquaman, that's probably fun to watch. Hey, Johnny, I can't really connect with you in other ways, but I know you like movies, so I'm making an effort. Have you seen Open Range? Dad, I I actually don't want to see that movie. All right, I'll talk to you at Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) But it is Christmas. (laughs) I know. (laughs) 
my dad uh, did something real funny recently. He's in a uh, he's in an organization where they in our hometown. There's like a couple breweries that just like opened, and then uh, he he's in like a service group, like the Rotary Club, and they they rented a limo, a limo, excuse me, and they were oh. gonna do a uh, wait. What did you say? He said limo on accident. Yeah, I meant limo. Um, okay. Anyway, yeah. So they uh, we're gonna do like a bar crawl. "Quote unquote." Why was "crawl" in quotation marks? Well, because they rented a limo. Yeah, because normally, and also there's like, like two, three places like get (laughs) get alcohol in my hometown. Sure. Uh, And so, Bernie, Texas. Bernie, Texas. Well, we're again divulging too much information. I'm from Bryan College Station. I mean, at that point, it's more of a bar hop. It's a more yeah, it's a little bit more hop. But anyway, so they're in the in the uh, so they uh, they were like doing shots and stuff on the car. Uh, which is like, uh, or in the limo, excuse me. I'm butchering this story. Anyway, hard cut. Uh, Christmas that year, my dad says, Johnny, I heard about this really interesting whiskey. Have you ever heard of Fireball? Shut up. No, he did. Full sincerity. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, That's goodness. adorable. It was pretty cute, yeah. Did you tell him no? <laughs> No, I laughed very hard and said, yes. <laughs> I, I, I said, Dad, I went to college. I knew exactly what fireball is. Uh, we haven't talked about them dropping people in the building. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is the thing On that, slow-mo? Yeah, which is a thing that happens several times. It's terrifying. Judge Dredd does it at one point, which I thought was an interesting parallel that he is like as brutal as Mama is. Yeah. Because he did it to like, send a message whenever they did the Gatling gun thing, and then he yeah. grabbed one of the dudes. And just like looked her dead in the eyes and threw the guy over. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's really great. And then he did it to Mama. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's great. Which would have been an awesome boss encounter if this were a D and D campaign or a video game or a video game. Like it, it's just screaming like this. Like I said, this is you what you need wanted. to shut the hell up. <laughs> this movie's perfect as is. I'm tired of you two jumping I mean, in trying to talk about how this movie can be better. I, I'm know, not I just saying think it would be, be a little bit better if the politics were just a little bit clearer. No, you, we, I'm, we're just saying that it would be fun as well. Correct. As being a video game or a D&D campaign. Thank you. We're yeah. saying it's so great we wanted to live it elsewhere. You were exactly. on thin ice. Dread lightly. <laughs> oh! I didn't like Rotten this. Rotten Tomatoes game. So the Rotten Tomatoes game is based off of the website Rotten Tomatoes, a film review aggregator that takes all submitted film reviews, averages them out by a pass-fail system, that assigns a percentage on how many people might think a movie is either fresh or rotten. This is not a score that a film is X percent good. It is only a score of how many people liked it. I'm going to be asking once again for both the critical score as well as the audience score. Uh, starting first with the critic score. Starting first with our esteemed guest, Johnny Anzalito. Uh, Johnny, out of 160 professional film critics, what do you wow. think the <laughs> what do you think the general tomato score is for Dread? Oh, it's definitely not fresh. Did you say general tomato score? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, Aaron's on drugs right now. He got a little he got a little stone before the podcast right. started. He's right up there with Colonel Mustard. Go ahead, Johnny. Oh, What's I get guys? it because he's a general. Good, Very then, good. Yeah, general Very tomato. Good. Wow, I'm so glad he interrupted me for that. <laughs> um, They're both foods, and then they seemed like they were of esteemed status. You know, it's good, man. It was in the, in the military. Yeah. Johnny doesn't oh, seem on board. Man. <laughs> So, Johnny, out of oh, 160 boy. film critics, 
What do you think the general tomato score is? I think 35. 35%. Uh, I remember this is closest without going under. Yeah. Oh, so No, I think it's, I think 35. I feel like critics probably panned this. Sure. All right. 35%. Uh, Aaron, would you like to go higher, lower, stay exactly the same? My aunt's cat, his name is Colonel Mustard. All it's right. actually really cute. He's kind of fat. Not really a relevant story, but I appreciate well, the knowledge. You said General Tomato. I did. That's yeah, true. Yeah, so I just absolutely. wanted to make sure everybody's on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she yeah. lives in San Antonio. That's a Bernie's a suburb of that. Absolutely. I'm going to yeah. say... <laughs> For the listener, Aaron genuinely just kind of glitched, uh, curled his tongue up, and... Could you just, only be you described just have a brain aneurysm right now. <laughs> I might have. I'm not sure. Let's see. Forty six. Unreal. Forty six. Forty six. Why forty six? Uh, again, because I do feel that it was a pan. It was a. Mm, do I have to? Um, I, I feel like it was something that uh, maybe the first fifteen minutes they had already made their judgment. Okay. Uh, pun intended. Well, yeah, because my aunt's cat's name is Colonel Mustard. All right, James. Out of 160 critical reviews, what do you think the general score is for Dread? 67%. 67%. Why 67? Because I have hope for this movie. All right. Uh, all of you have gone under. What? Really? Wow. Uh, the correct answer is 79%. What? Which I think might be nice. the highest score of a guilty pleasure movie that someone has brought to us. Yeah. Uh, wow. I am I am so proud of the uh, Academy of Motion Pictures. For, I, mean, or, I don't know I don't know who these critics are. It's just then. critics that have submitted and gotten approved by. Well, I'm very proud of these critics. I did not sure. think they were going to give this movie the credit it deserved. Uh, perhaps the audience might think differently. Out of one hundred fifty three thousand five hundred twelve audience ratings, yeah. starting with James, what do you think the audience score is for Dread? 87%. 87%. Why 87? Because this movie rules. Can he just spit out his coffee? <laughs> Aaron? I was trying to think of another uh, general name. I was thinking like Sergeant Lettuce, but that sounds dumb. Sergeant Lettuce. Um, oh, I'm so going to I was really enjoying the bit up until right now. No, you weren't, Johnny. I was. I'm You're great. too busy with your drugs to enjoy my bit. Is it private bit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm in and out now, too. What? But that I'm was good. I'm so tired. That was good. A private bit. That was good. You know what? You're all so, right. So, Aaron, what do you think the audience score is? What did you say, James? 87. I'm going to say 91. 91. Wow. I feel like the people who like this are aggressively cheering for it mm-hmm. see that's where you're wrong all right well uh, it's a very niche market and just, you're yeah. very no, 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 aggressive you're, with I, this no movie. i see what you're saying but you're wrong because the people who are very for this movie like me are going to give this movie 100 <laughs> percent. no that's cheating so that's it's 100 percent. Oh, i think the users gave this movie 100 percent Okay, so Johnny's guess is 100%. I'm pushing the chips to the middle of the table. I'm all in 100%. Johnny, you've gone drastically over. (laughs) No, no, I did not. It's 100%. People love this movie. I'm Uh, afraid if you give the real answer, he will be upset. uh, No, no, no. no, It's what do you I I gave you the real answer. It's 100%. James, you're closest without going under. The correct answer is 72%. What? So the critics like this more? Yeah. 
Wow. That's unique. Well, that's also a lot of people. Guys, I've stopped having fun. <laughs> well, just in time, because that's been our episode of Shame Watch. Uh, Aaron, don't you want to do a thing? Oh, gee, I don't have my phone on me. Uh, uh, I got it. Oh, I... I am the podcast. Wow, that was, that was, was great. That one, yeah. Kenny, what's yours? What was that? Uh, I, I, uh, I am the podcast. <laughs> uh, Mama. That's her podcast. name. Uh. That's been our Shame Watch. Thank you to Denise Hudson for our rockin' theme song. To James Garcia for our artwork. Hey, real quick. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks for coming. Hey, thank in. you. Yeah, thanks, do, I get, do I get to plug some stuff? Yeah. yeah. At the end. This is the end. You're reading the end copy. Yeah. I'm, but I have to finish. The, okay. We didn't. And thank you to Olivia Suarez for our social media. Now you can plug stuff. Okay, cool. I did have one quick question though. Are the gloves usually as off on every other episode, or is it just because I'm here? Uh, this I think just this is you're here. I think yeah. this is the most loosey goosey episode. This that, is almost a shame watch nights. Yeah, this is I, pretty loosey goosey. This is probably going to be someone's sh- shame listen, right? Because they, you know what I mean. Do we need episodes for people who of Shame Watch episodes of our episodes? Did I voice that right? I don't think we're that popular yet. We're there. Are you talking about a Shame Watch watch? Yes. Okay. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. (laughs) Wait, Johnny. Johnny didn't plug. So uh, yeah, if you uh, if you want to catch me doing comedy stuff, I uh, I'm in a show with Aaron Salinas right now. Who's that? Aaron Salinas over here. He's a podcast. Uh, it's called uh, what's it called, Aaron? Uh, uh, it's Christmas. Yeah, and it is at the Institution Theater. Um, weekends in December. Why are you asking him? You're in it because I'm not positive when it is. <laughs> <laughs> Does it start in two weeks? Yes, the second Friday after this drops. Yeah, so that would be the second second weekend of December, uh, Friday and Saturday at eight p.m. eight p.m. Central 8 PM Standard Time Institution Theater, and then t- every uh, Tuesdays at Fallout Theater, I'm in a sketch show called Floors Lava. Then Mondays at Cold Town Theater, I'm in a Monday Mash team, uh, which is improv. I uh, don't forget to uh-huh. rate, review, and subscribe to Shame Watch on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Have suggestions, questions, comments, tomfoolery you want to contribute to the pod? Send it our way. Visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at ShameWatchPod so we can interact with you and give you the parasocial satisfaction that you crave. Finally, you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash shamewatch. It does cost money to put out superb content like this pod, so even a $1 donation can make a huge difference. Until next time, our watch has now ended. Dive at your own risk. Can you go to hey, all the mics are hot. Can I give that a read? Yeah. Well, okay. Well. It's ten o'clock. Yeah, let's go.